Hey, joining us on the line right now, the Australian Medical Association's Northern Territory branch, uh, Dr Robert Parker. Good morning to you, Robert. Oh, we're just having a bit of a technical issue there. Good morning to you, Dr Parker. Can you hear me? Morning, morning, Katie. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I think it was a technical issue from me, Dr Parker. Um, now, there's a lot of discussion at the moment around Australia, and there has been for quite some time about the vaccine rollout. Uh, I know there was information flow through late last week from the Doherty Institute suggesting that once we get to 80% vaccination rate around Australia, that uh, we should be able to open up a little bit more freely. Uh, Dr Parker, what was your reaction when you'd sort of seen that news? Well, great. I mean, obviously, the, the higher the vaccination rate, the, the better the outcome for all Australians. Um, so, no, very supportive of that idea. Yeah, it does sound as though it would be a, uh, a good thing. And, and we know that the impact on business and tourism as we have these lockdowns is massive. But it is something that's still really required at this point, isn't it, in terms of making sure we keep Australians safe? Well, Katie, again, the, the stats, unfortunately, this current epidemic in the southern states, you know, with New South Wales being pretty much in lockdown and all the economic issues with that. Now, Queensland, and you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had half of Australia in lockdown. Um, you know, it just shows you how tenacious this Delta variant is and the massive disruption that can occur. You know, so it's incredibly sad that Qantas has had to stand down mm-hmm. two and a half thousand people, but I suppose it just hasn't been the work with people cancelling flights and whatever. Um, so it has a major economic flow through. Yeah. And Australia has taken the stance that health is, you know, health is a priority rather than, you know, keeping the economy open and, and allowing the virus to go as they did in Sweden. So, you know, and I think it's been a very sensible process because, again, you know, a number of people have died in Sydney. Um, it's having a major impact on hospital beds. Um, with a whole bunch of people having to be admitted to hospital. So it's, it's um, you know, control the virus. And obviously the way to control it is through vaccination and having the, uh, you know, the largest proportion of the population vaccinated. Mm. Well, and we did just hear from the Health Minister, Natasha Files, a little earlier. She said 90,000 Territorians now have had their first dose of the vaccine um, and that uh, that 45% are fully, uh, sorry, uh, I think it was about 45% um, are vaccinated. I mean, um, it's it's something that we seem to be quite good at here at the t- in the Territory at the moment in terms of going out and actually getting the jab. Well, good on the health department for its vaccine rollout strategy and good on Territorians for being so enthusiastic to have the vaccine. No, it's, 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 a, real, it's a feather in the cap of the Northern Territory that we're ahead of, ahead of the rest of the country in terms of a proportion of uh, people vaccinated. And Dr Parker, how are you feeling at this point in time, I guess, from that medical perspective? As I said, I know a lot of us or a lot of people are concerned about the impact of COVID uh, on business and on the tourism industry, etc. here in the Territory. Um, but how are you feeling at the moment when it comes to the way in which we're managing uh, the lockdowns in other states and, and the hotspots here in the Territory? Well, no, good on the Territory again. I think, that, um, you know, the uh, when I go to work every morning, I've got to, I've got to be uh, checked uh, for COVID issues before I enter the hospital. I gather that doesn't occur in other parts of Australia. So the Territory, you know, is, is I think, being very proactive in terms of its responsibilities towards uh, 
the territory population, trying to keep them safe. Now, what is the what's the AMA's um, perspective at the moment um, nationally when it comes to the vaccine? Uh, I know that there had been some talk that we may indeed need booster shots, but um, from what I can gather, there hasn't sort of been any specific medical advice at the moment. Um, do you have you know Do you sort of have much further info in that space? I don't at the moment, Katie. I mean, it looks like with the Delta variant and the evidence coming out, we probably will need a booster shot. But if um, that's the case, we just need to do it. I mean, this virus is obviously evolving. The evidence is evolving. I mean, there's new data out of Israel. There's data out of Massachusetts in terms of the of the COVID virus and its effect and you know on people who are already vaccinated. Yeah. So oh. it appears like we're living, you know, viruses and bacteria have been on the planet a lot longer than we have. And they evolve very quickly, quite often. So yeah. we have to be uh, in the race with them. Look, I don't have a big problem if I've got to get a booster. I know that some people are still feeling concerned and still have that hesitancy, even when it comes to getting the vaccine in the first place. Um, from from the advice that you're sort of, or from the, I guess, the feedback that you've been receiving from um, members of the AMA, has there been uh, many people come forward in the Territory with side effects after getting the vaccine? I think there was one or one potential that I'm aware of, um, and I hope again. I think it was a non-fatal outcome, which is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a, again, this is an incredibly rare side effect, as, as it was pointed out by someone. The, the effect of um, you know people on aspirin, I being one of them, um, have a much greater risk of dying than people with the, with this uh, with the AZ vaccine. It's just a incredibly small risk, I suppose. There's, Lots of publicity about it. Publicity engenders fear. Um, and people have a right to be concerned and also informed, which again comes back to the a discussion with your GP about the risks and benefits of the vaccine. Um, so, you know, it is a very, very small risk of the AZ vaccine. It is a real risk, obviously. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's the, there's the whole issue of the population benefit of everyone being vaccinated and uh, borders being open again. Has there been um, much in the way, when you talk about those more minor side effects, have there been many people getting in contact uh, with their medical professionals about some of those sort of side effects, or are most people just experiencing what we'd anticipate, cold-like symptoms or flu-like symptoms and, you know, some with a heavy arm and that kind of thing? Again, I think most of the, most of the side effects are reasonably insignificant. Uh, you don't really need to turn up to a GP for them. I mean, in my case, I had some muscle aches and pains. I had fever for a couple of days. I think I had a headache and that was about it. And I got through it and moved on. I didn't need to necessarily see a GP. Other people had nausea, you know. So it's. I think it's most of the people have sort of moved through it with the side effects and just moved on. Yeah. I'm not aware of people. But again, your GP is the best person best place to discuss those issues. Hey, Dr Parker, um, obviously uh, nationally, the Federal Labor Party is proposing a $300 incentive for Aussies to get vaccinated. Do you think we need to look at incentivising the vaccine or do you think that we are going to see a pretty good take-up? Well, again, I would hope that most sensible Australians would look at the benefit for themselves, their families and Australia generally by having the vaccine without additional incentives. But I suppose you've got to do what you've got to do. Um, um, I think you'd have to look at what's happening overseas in terms of the benefit. I mean, there have been lotteries and whatever in the US. And you'd have to look at if they, they were effective in, in, in improving vaccination rates. But you would think the daily news coming out of Sydney regularly, Brisbane, you know, and Melbourne and Adelaide in the last couple of weeks would make most people think, geez, I need the vaccine. Otherwise, you know, that's all ahead of us. Yeah. So, um, 
you think people would be aware of that information and be quite keen to get vaccinated so it doesn't happen to them. Well, there's plenty of people uh, getting in contact with us this morning ju- saying just get the jab, you know, do what's right for the rest of uh, for the rest of the nation and for the rest of the territory. But I know, as I said earlier, I know there is still some of that hesitancy in the community, but I reckon that advice that you've given, you know, get in contact with your GP, have a discussion if you're worried. Um, that is the best best way to do it. Don't uh, don't sort of rely on Facebook and social media for uh, for your information around the vaccine. That's right. Your GP is the best informed person to give you the pros and cons, you know, of the vaccine. Yeah. Dr Robert Parker, we always appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. Thank you very much for chatting with us today. Always good to talk, Katie. Thank Thank you. you. That is Dr Robert Parker there, uh, the head of the Australian Medical Association here in the Northern Territory.